the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Picture, picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday. And I, I hope it finds you well out there today. Uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. What do we do? You guys know what we do. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. Yeah. Gold and silver, a hedge against the dollar. Not only that, uh, if, not if, let's face it, especially what we've talked about over the last week, week and a half, when, as the central bank digital currencies uh, get ready to roll out, uh, the fact of the matter is having something to barter with to get things uh, is going to become a very, very real thing. Uh, and I think gold and silver is going to be a big part of that. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. Don't forget, follow us on, on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, give us the thumbs up. You know, share it. Right? you got to say all that stuff, right? But it is. It, it's important. Uh, the more people out there that wake up to this, maybe we can stop it. I don't think we can uh, because, you know, really, uh, what do we need? A central bank digital currency for. I mean, right now, today, my kids, my wife—I don't have it, but but most of most of the people, let's say, under the age of fifty, can Zell and Venmo instantaneously. Right here, you go. Boo, boo, here. Oh wait, you're buying beer tonight. Okay, well here, let me Venmo. Let me Venmo you ten bucks, right, or whatever it is. Uh, that's what the, that's what people do. Uh, I know my wife and her girlfriends. They, uh, one of them bought concert tickets. They're going to go to some concert in, in February. And my wife, she did Venmo, Venmo, her, her friend, you know, the the eighty five dollars for for the ticket. What do we need? A, a, a central bank digital currency for we don't need it. That's not the goal, though, right, Jason? They they know we don't need it. They're the ones that need it. They're the ones that want it. I mean, let, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, very tr- <laughs> very true, Joe. And well, I mean, uh, this is why we do what we do. You know, I just. Uh, you were talking this morning, tier one asset, right? I'm sure we're going to get into that a little bit, but uh, you know, it's it's so. I guess suddenly now it's it's it's, it's a good thing to buy, right? Well, yeah, and what Jason was is talking about, and these are things you know, we, we, sometimes we forget. But the Bank of International Settlements, the IMF, they. Uh, what was it, the end of last year? I think it started in, uh, officially in January. Gold is now a tier one asset. Now, some of you, may, well, what does that mean, tier one? 
Well, t- tier one, well, kind of like every, you know, you're number one, right? So tier one, hey, that's the best. In other words, if you have tier one assets on your balance sheet, right, that's a good thing, right, versus, uh-oh, man, you've got a lot of tier two or tier three, right? Tier three, that's like junk, right? Yeah, I'm taking a flyer, right? We're, we're, we're. We're, we're, we're doing some lending right now, like commercial market. That's probably junk stuff, right? Let's not forget that the banks, they have Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. Just like these central banks, just like these nations do. And remember, too big to fail. Remember, they promised us they had fixed it. They actually did the exact opposite. Now, if you've been listening to, to us long enough, you already know that because I told you that when it first came out. How did I know they didn't fix it? Well, first of all, uh, they didn't make the bank smaller because they said the problem was they're too big. Right? They, they just made them bigger. So that, that was your first indication. But what they did is they said, hey, you're only allowed to have X amount of tier three assets, that would be the worst assets, right? Junk stuff. X amount of tier two, and you gotta have this bigger amount in tier one. Now, at the time, gold was not a tier one asset. Now you can write, like, how could that not be a tier one asset? Because first of all, it's not even a promise to pay, right? These central banks, they would own the gold outright. Where, where this other stuff right now, they, these are loans. But anyway, I digress. Treasuries is a tier one asset. Do you know at the end of the third quarter, unrealized losses on our allegedly rock-solid financial institutions, now in tier one assets, 658 billion dollars in losses. Now, they're unrealized because, well, they haven't sold them yet. But if they were to sell these treasuries, these tier one best of the best assets, they would have massive losses. Jason, no wonder why all of these central banks are buying a lot more gold and saying, you know what, I want, I want less of those tier one assets and a whole lot more of, uh, of gold as a tier one asset. Yeah, if you're going simply off the judgment of, you know, some finance, financial institution saying what's a good asset, what's not a good asset, if you've got two assets that are sitting at the same level and you're trusting this, then it just comes becomes the choice of the buyer. Well, which of these two tier one assets do I want? And I think that the, the decision to, to buy gold is becoming an easy one when it's looked at in that, in that way. Take Radio News Hour. Listen, man, we got a great show lined up for you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Quick look here at the markets on Thursday, and it's an interesting one. Listen, the Dow is up 330 points. I'm not kidding. Uh, 330 points at the highs for the year. The S&P and the Nasdaq are lower, so I, I don't I don't know if this is like a, a, a 
Microsoft or Amazon thing or if this is going to be, okay, let's let's hit this high and then sell it off later. Kind of, you know, normally when you got this type of move, they're all up like this. So it, interesting uh, to, to say the least. And when we're sitting here watching uh, these markets and we understand, right, they, they, they want to rally because the Fed is going to lower rates. Even though the Fed hasn't said that yet, that, that's the understanding. Here's the problem. For the Fed to lower rates, things are going to get ugly, which would mean there is no rally. But I will say this. If you're like, you know what, I just don't trust it. I don't trust what's happening right now. Uh, they, they've, they've told us so many idiotic things. Right? Oh, yeah, interest rates at zero for 15 years. It'll be fine. You know, borrowing. Listen, right? We're borrowing at all-time catastrophic levels right now. We're going to borrow more in fiscal year 2024 than we did during the financial crisis. I mean, that's that's just fact. And we're going to approach the 2020 COVID number. And, of course, this is the problem, as you know, right, when, when, you, when you build up a house of cards, right, this is kind of what you get. You get overinflated assets. You get inflation, which we have, by the way, we'll, we'll talk about inflation data because we got some inflation data today. But maybe you're like, you know what, mm, I, 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 I wish I could go somewhere and get a, a really good fixed rate of return and not have to worry. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Listen, I don't know. Right? Maybe they do. Right? They, they cut rates to, to, to zero again. I don't know. Maybe they just start cutting even though they don't have to cut. I, I, I guess. Probably not. But maybe. Check out our friends at Y-Refi. Up to 10.25% return. And that's if you want to give the give them money for five years, you get 10.25% every year, month after month. You turn your income on, you can use it as income if you want. A lot of people, hey, yeah, I'm going to give them a million dollars, and I'm going to get over $100,000 a year in income. Combine that with my Social Security, yeah, I'm living pretty good. Maybe you don't want to. Now nah, I'm just going to compound it. You can do whatever you want. If you, you're like, well, five years, I don't know, five years, I may want to, uh, th- that may be too long for me. Heck, if you just say, hey, here's money for one year, 6.25%, yeah, that's not too bad, it's not too shabby. Check them out, investyrefi.com. Why, why do we like them so much? Well, first of all, what the greater good here. Uh, what the government and the banks do to these college kids and their parents, it, it's, it's right next to criminal as far as I'm concerned. But you know what? This is the way to do it. It's not correlated to Wall Street. doesn't matter. The Dow can be up 300 points. It can be down 3,000 points. It doesn't matter. The Fed, they don't care. It's fixed. There's no fees. There's no games. InvestYRefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or just call them at 
why refi 24. Now we had economic data out today. So it's Thursday. We had jobless claims. Higher. But not bad. 218,000. That's not, we got to cut rates level. I'm sorry. No. I mean, that, that's not even close to where you would say we got to cut rates. I mean, you're not talking about rate cuts until this number is approaching 300,000. I mean, you, we're, we're, we're nowhere near that number. Now, having said that, there was a bad number. Continuing claims. Now, of course, I've been telling you, get ready on this one. Because there's a lot of seasonality stuff that was suppressing it. Now it's reversing. Continuing claims. This is, I lost my job, and I'm not able to find a new one. Two million, anything above two million, you start to get nervous. 1.926. So let's round it up. 1,930,000. Uh, Jason, and this number shot up about 300,000 this week, uh, but it's something where this is the highest continuing claims has been in over two years. So uh, we'll see how this plays out, but right, you know what I would call that? Nothing. Uh, so I'm looking at that, and I call that nothing. Okay, seasonal stuff and jobless claims, still too low. Then we had some inflation data. Now we had the the Federal Reserve's, you know, their, their favorite number, right? The core PCE deflator. You've heard me talk about it all the time. They, at least they put it right in the name, deflator, right? So so this actually doesn't track inflation at all. But the the gauge that, there's, that is their favorite that has nothing to do with inflation, core PCE deflator fell from 37 to 3.5% year over year. This is the lowest number since April of 2021. Headline PCE, 3%. Now, that was, all of those were right in line. That's kind of what they were expecting. Uh, And really, I think they're probably hoping for a little lower number on the deflator, uh, but three and a half percent what was the number, Jason? Again, you know, it's supposed to be two percent. No, and really, this number actually is supposed to be lower than two percent, uh, and, and we're just not there. But still, again, enough for the people to say, "See, we're, we're going to cut rates." Uh, enough for that. Uh, but, but again, nowhere close to where we need to be. And the reason why I thought it'd be lower, because we had a, that big drop in gas prices. Uh, and it, it just, it didn't quite materialize. Food prices, uh, unfortunately, went higher, which is why the number stayed uh, at this 3.5. Yeah, and sometimes these things take a little longer to actually get into their numbers right joe you know the stuff that they lowered and did last month doesn't really affect you until the next month and uh, i i see a situation where they could maybe get somewhere close to their two percent number for a very short time you know and if there's a recession in place when that happens or a, a recession that's obviously hitting then uh then they'll have to stop lowering the rates if they even decide to do it I, joe I, you know 
the beginning of the 2000s, you saw what they did. As we're coming to the end of, a, of an economic cycle, you know, they'd, the Greenspan lowered it down to what was a 1% when things were going bad. And then they, when they raised the rates, they rose it a little, you know, to a certain level. And, oh, they, things started to break, so they lowered it down to zero. Then they tried raising it again, but they could only go up a little tiny bit, and then they had to drop it. I think we're on a cycle, Joe, where we're heading the other direction, where they rose them to 5%. I think if they get to whatever situation, the markets are crashing, they, they, they think they can lower the rates. I think they lower the rates just a little bit, 1%, a half percent, and inflation comes roaring back. And so the rates then go above 5%. They go up, oh, they go up to 6 7%. And then when there's still market pressures, I think the stock market's going to be frozen in place or, or lower. Then they'll lower the rates again. Oh, things look all right. The, the markets really just aren't doing good. We'll, we'll go from 7% down to 5 and, and then things start to blow up again. The inflation comes back, oh, well, up to 8%, 9%. I mean, I don't know how high it will go, Joe, but I think we're trending upward. And I think there will be some rate uh, cuts somewhere in there just to test where exactly they should have it because I don't think they want – they want the markets to be as healthy as possible, but they also can't have the inflation. So they're, they're doing the dance, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a dance they can't win. That, that's really the sad part. It's a dance they can't win. And, and I get it, right? I, I understand why all of these billionaires and everybody on TV is talking about rate cuts. Because that's what they want. They're like, well, listen, we can't win. I wish they would just say that. I, I would feel better. I'd give you uh, more credit. You would just come out and say, listen, inflation's not going to 2%. Because if it does, the Dow's going to be 20000 So do you want that? I don't think you want that. There's not going to be 218,000 people getting fired. It's going to be 418,000. So just lo just start lowering rates, and we'll just live with this epic inflation instead. Because that's really what they're saying. That, I mean, truly, honestly, that is what they're saying. But look at, and I'm going to give you this number because this is the last piece of economic data that you need to know about today. Don't get upset, real estate guys. Pending home sales hit an all-time record low, and they've only been tracking pending home sales uh, for the last 23 years. But it's gone. Think about, remember the housing crisis? You're telling me that pending home sales are less today than they were during the housing and financial crisis? That's what they're saying. Now, let me give you some good news here. This was an October number. Obviously, rates have come down quite a bit. But let me tell you what the National Association of Realtors is saying. They're saying, yeah, that's going to help a little bit. There's just not enough homes for sale that people can afford. There's uh, The only category of homes that moved up over the homes priced over seven hundred and fifty thousand, and of course, Jason, because that's probably about, that, that's about the only homes out there. And I think it goes back to what I talked about, uh, you know, a week and a half ago. A lot of the inventory that's out there—I don't know about a lot, but let, let's just say that twenty, thirty, forty percent of the inventory out there are homes that need work. Well, you're still paying, even if it's priced right. You're still paying a whole lot for a home 
And then you have to put even more money into it to get it to where it needs to be. And, Jason, I, I think this is the problem. There, there, it, it, we'll see. But at least in this press release from the from the realtors, they're, they're, they're kind of downplaying a big rebound with rates falling because they're saying, well, there's just not enough good affordable homes to be bought and there's not enough people that actually can qualify to buy a home for more than 750000 because that's really kind of the only homes out there. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't for inventory uh, being as low as it is, we'd have, we'd have price, prices going down on homes all over the country. Um, but that being said, uh, inventories are, are – Inventories are growing though right now. So here's the thing: is it 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 hits it kind of low just not too long ago, earlier this year, maybe late last year. It's it's starting to go up pretty quick now. There's starting to be a lot of empty homes. Let's let's face it: some people can't afford their homes, and then they can't afford to go buy into another one. So now there's a house sitting that either needs to be rented or sold. And uh, so we'll, I think we'll see those inventories go up, Joe. The prices I think will go down for for various reasons, but I don't think you're going to see a 2008 housing crash. Because the inflation is once I'll keep going to it. Inflation just changes the way everybody reacts and acts towards everything. But housing prices are housing market doesn't have to be bad if if the housing prices stay the same. I keep saying this. We've been in inflation for a while. If your housing prices in your area have gone flat and you got five to ten percent inflation, you're losing value, Joe. Right? You're you're not doing well. Yeah, I don't know. Housing is baffling. But if they start cutting rates, heck, I can see prices going higher. I could, right? I mean, you know, because who knows? We'll be back right after the break. So pending home sales says, right, you better cut rates, I guess. Uh, Continuing claims, getting a little worrisome. Actual jobless claims, no issue there. Uh, Inflation. Falling, so I guess you don't need to, if nothing else, I guess uh, that's in the you don't need to raise rates camp. Uh, real quick here, gold's down seven. So the first down day, gosh, I don't even know, a week, week and a half. Uh, 2039, 2039, silver knocked down, up another 16 cents. Uh, We still have uh, about 100 rolls of those half dollars. So yesterday we did the uh, the limit. Today, no limit. You want to buy all the remaining half dollars we have out there. Uh, Today is going to be the the last day. $220 on rolls of half dollars. Cheaper than dimes. Cheaper than quarters. Way cheaper than silver eagles. Uh, and, and silver, it was a great deal yesterday, even better deal today, as silver uh, continues this upward trend. Uh, but Andrew Morgan came out of you. So you got David Morgan, the silver guy. Andrew Morgan, he's the, the, the metals trader based in London. He was out, I want to say last week. And I had uh, one of my listeners had, had sent me... Uh, the video, but he had some interesting takes and interesting things uh, to talk about, you know, when it comes to gold and what's happening uh, with actual inventory levels, 
the fact that it's a tier one asset right now all of a sudden central banks forcing uh, the issue now with supply as they continue to pile in but he went back and was talking about Germany repatriating all of their gold. Now remember, we saw a lot of these European nations bringing all their gold back, right? Germany, the Dutch, I mean, the list went on and on. Everybody's bringing gold home. Germany, according to him, in 2013, had requested... For the New York Federal Reserve, which was holding Germany's gold, for an audit of their gold holdings. According to Andrew Morgan, we refused the audit. Now, I think that's probably legitimate that Germany probably said, okay, well, before we get all this, bring this gold home, how about you just prove to us you actually still have it? Because if you do that, then we're, you know, we're probably good. Right? Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, we're good. So, I don't know this, but this is what he is saying, that we refuse the audit. At that point, Germany said, we want our gold back. At the time, about 300 metric tons of gold. Should take, you know, 12 days, give or take, right, to get 300 metric tons of gold from New York to Germany. Now, obviously, you're going to want to set stuff up, have security, do all this stuff. So, you know, maybe, you know, within six months, you'd think, okay, we've got it done. It took almost seven years before Germany got all of its gold back. Now, that part is true. We know that. From the time Germany requested it to the time they got it, years went by. But something else he said, that we, at the end... We forced Germany to take undeliverable gold bars. What does that mean, undeliverable gold bars? Well, when our government confiscated gold in 1933 from the citizenry, all of that gold that they took from the banks, took from us, they melted it down. And here was the weird part about this. They melted it down just enough to make it a bar. But they left the impurities. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Moy, who was the last mint director that said that he's actually went and saw the gold, said you can still see some of the, like the, the faces of Lady Liberty on some of these gold bars. It, it wasn't all shiny because there was copper in it. And, 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 uh, and of course, a, a delivery bar, you know, when we talk about spot gold, those are 400-ounce contracts. So you're supposed to have 
a 400-ounce gold bar, that's got to be 995 pure, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not pure, pure gold because that would be too soft, but there's no impurities in there. And according to, to, to Andrew Morgan, he's saying that to fill the order that Germany wanted, that we actually shipped this pre-33 gold to Germany. Now I don't. He doesn't say how much, but it, you know it was. It, let's just say this: it wasn't an insignificant amount, according to him. Well, according to the way how we said it, looks like we sent him quite a bit. Whether that's 50 tons or 20 tons or 100 tons, I don't know. We made no adjustment to our inventory holdings. I know that. that that's never happened. We keep saying we have the 8,000 metric tons. But, Jason, he is talking about, now remember a few weeks ago we were talking about how China is now buying gold and forcing delivery from the COMEX which is interesting because they have the Shanghai Exchange, London, right, New York, right, New York. That, that's the farthest place away, the least convenient place away. But we've never seen that before. And actually forcing deliveries out of the COMEX, and I don't think there's any uh, shock here why all of a sudden gold's been taking off. But he seems to think, Jason, is something a little more, uh, I don't, not devious, but something more is at play here. That all of these countries that have been stockpiling gold, and I'm just thinking China. Remember, it's a tier one asset now. Are they going to force a repricing of gold? We're going to talk about that when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Thursday. Uh, but but interesting. Uh, out of out of Andrew Morgan talking about uh, what's happening in these gold markets, alluding to the fact that it, at least according to him. We actually don't have the amount of gold that we say we do, uh, that, that, uh, at least some of the gold that had been melted down from gold confiscation got sent to Germany because we didn't have their gold and that there's, uh, a growing sensation. And, and I don't know, sensation is probably the wrong word. A feeling, if you will that the non-Western nations are trying to break the paper gold and paper silver uh, hold that, that the Western banks have on price. And now that it's a tier one asset 
and they know that the inventories aren't there. He's saying that these banks, Jason, are going to revalue gold, and they're going to revalue it at a much higher price and say, look how great our Tier 1 assets look, and, and, and put uh, the paper gold markets in some kind of duress. I don't know. Uh, uh, we have... We, we have a uh, history of it, Joe. We actually have history to go on on this. You know, now it happened over a longer time frame. I think when this price evaluation, if this happens, could be an overnight, an over the weekend, or maybe a couple of weeks. I would say that they, they, would, they freeze the gold markets and then open it up the next day that they do open it up with a price that could be anywhere from double or more. And the history, Joe, well, 1933, right? $20 gold pieces. Ah, uh, you guys, you can't own this anymore. And and a few months later, thirty-five bucks, and that's like two thousand gold going to thirty-five hundred, Joe. So we we have a roadmap. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's it's an interesting, uh, and I'll, I'm going to call it a theory because I, I again, I I know in, in in this here's here's what I do know. I know it took forever for Germany to get that gold. I assume they probably requested an audit and was refused. Cause, and we, and I do know this. I also do know they did not get the gold that they sent us. Right? That, that we know. Did they send pre-33 gold that they had melted down? I don't know. If I was Germany, I would have not been happy with it. Of course, uh, I'm sure Germany made sure that they got the right amount of ounces. I, you know, I, I'm sure that. Uh, that they, they did that, if that was the case. Uh, but but again, uh, when we look at inventory levels, when we look at demand, I mean, think about it. Right now, this year, last year was a record. Central bank gold buying. We're on pace to beat that record. Now we had a big fourth quarter last year, so I don't know if we'll beat it, but it, it, we're going to be right at it again, right? Another. It, whether it's an all-time record high or the second highest level ever, there is no doubt that these banks have been piling huge, huge, huge amount of dollars into gold. I mean, China alone uh, has been adding, what, what, like $50 billion to the, that we know of, that they tell us about. I don't know about the untold amount. But it would be something where, uh, Jason, this would be a huge type of an event, obviously, if this happened. I don't know that it will or won't. Here's the other thing. He thinks it's going to happen soon, like early 2024. Well, how about this scenario? We'll go and do some more history. You know, Nixon closed the gold window in 1971. Uh, gold opened somewhere around $37 an ounce in 1971. All right, just over two years, it was almost 4x the price, 120, almost $130 at one time. So two years. All right. So let's just say it happened today, and at the end of 2025, two years from now, gold is $8,000. That's still a very rapid increase in gold, Joe, wouldn't you say? Overnight, maybe it's just. It just keeps on going and keeps on going. I'll tell you right now, if it, if it, it had a two-year rise from 2000 to 8000 the premiums on gold would be astronomical, and the, it would be, everyone would be buying as fast as they could because it would just keep going and keep going and keep going. So whether you have the 1933 quick adjustment or you have the two-year adjustment, 
either one of these, Joe, means gold goes blasting off. And I think it's very likely any of these scenarios are, are coming, Joe. Yeah, and uh, we've got uh, rolls of silver, half dollars, 220 a roll. Silver's up 20 cents now, almost 25.30. Uh, gold's down $6 here, 20. 2040, 2040, $10 liberties at $1,125. I will tell you right now, uh, gold premiums are actually going the wrong way. Uh, they're going up on a down day, which is, you know, Jason kind of brought that up yesterday. Uh, this is to be expected here, but uh, $10 liberties today, uh, still two tenths cheaper than a 20. Uh, $1,125 on $10 liberties, $220 on the rolls of silver half dollars at $800-951-0592. And here's the simple thing. I don't know. It's very possible especially when you see how we've been struggling selling all of this debt. And now what did these idiots say yesterday? Oh, yeah, we're going to have a deal. Let's make a deal. We'll give you some border security. You let us spend hundreds of billions of dollars. Either way, gold and silver, the, the setup for gold and silver between now and 2030, it's incredible. Either way, this just brought what supersizes it, doesn't it? 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. We're watching all of this play out here. Uh, the inflation data today, the jobless data today, uh, pending home sales today. I don't know enough to move the needle uh, in any wonder. Put it this way. I think the data confirms that the Fed isn't going to be raising rates. I think that, that we, we got that for sure out of this. Uh, will they start lowering rates remains to be seen. Uh, I do know that they're desperate now to get more spending going. Here we go. Right on top of that, uh, the, the issues in, inside of the Treasury auctions. You know, people are calling it the worst Treasury. Treasury market going back to the Civil War. I mean, I don't know about that, but it, it's not good. Let, let, I mean, I think we'll agree on that. I mean, almost all of the record tales have happened this year alone. And now people are saying, hey, wait a minute. Gold's a tier one asset. And all of these other banks are piling in here. And are we going to see a, a re- pricing of gold uh, Jason it it's well within the possibility yeah yeah I think it's it's a very likely option I you know it's, prices on different commodities can change and we've seen them change drastically I mean Joe I mean it was what was it like two years ago we had like what was it thirty thousand dollars for an ounce of rhodium changes very quickly right. Yeah, that's not, 4, 000, that's not, yeah, yeah, thirty thousand, yeah. And that's a different situation. That's not that's not economic factors. That's the commodity availability. But still, monetary commodity availability. These are this still, you know, uh, how much supply and demand you have going, Joe. Listen, I don't know that. How upset would we be if that happened? You know, I doubt. I think people that have none would be upset. The people that have none, 
I have no sympathy for it. You know, I'm sorry. You get, you, you got to, in this world, you've got to use your brain and learn how the world works. And our customers and the ones that are on the edge and thinking about it, you're on the edge of, of owning this stuff. I suggest you buy some, Joe. Yeah, just call in and just tell the girls you want the special. I mean, it's it's just that easy. Listen, we don't play games. There's no bait and switches. We don't call you. We don't do any of that stuff. Uh, and, and, and the great part is you get your product and you get it quickly. It's just that simple. 800-951-0592. Uh, and, again, uh, Eurozone inflation also came in really low as well. I think everybody uh, is is expecting economic data to get significantly worse and talking rate cuts. I will say this, Black Friday weekend. Now, the headline all week, oh, look, at sales are up. Now, the, that was online. We now have all the rest of it not good. Um, of the top 40 retailers, the median, median, so this means the average was worse, the median down 4%, retail sales down 4%, over the uh, over the Black Friday weekend, and if you took out Nike, which Nike had a great one, I don't know what Nike was doing, but they, they maybe they had no shoes last year, but uh, apparently Nike was really big. You took out Nike, uh, the, the median then was closer to seven. I think the average, Jason, some uh, a lot of places were double-digit declines uh, on the Black Friday, so. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Keep adding here. Believe me, we haven't even seen gold and silver go yet. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.